Hey everyone, Rob Kress here, Root Pharmacist, for uh, another episode of Root Pharmacist Radio. So today I want to talk about, and we're probably going to do a couple of these, we're going to do the thyroid conversation part one. Thyroid's a big deal, and it's something that I have uh, worked with for many, many years with people um, in my own understanding as well, because uh, to be honest with you, when I was in pharmacy school, it really didn't cover it as much as we needed to, and I think this is something that holds true today uh, for most pharmacists, doctors, nurses. Uh, they look at it in a, a less than comprehensive way through kind of conventional uh, medical pharmacy school and all that. So um, let's talk about the thyroid. The thyroid's a gland. It's a butterfly-shaped gland that's located in the lower front of the neck. Uh, it actually is a huge part of the whole endocrine system. Um, it's made up, basically, it will release hormones into the bloodstream so that the hormones can reach the body cell. And all hormones work together this way with the gland. So, you know, it's important to look at them not in an isolated fashion. Oftentimes, someone will go to the doc and they'll just check the, check the thyroid and there might be an issue, but they're not understanding or realizing that, you know, uh, progesterone can influence it. Adrenal health can influence it. So you really do need a complete picture here. The thyroid itself can affect literally every metabolic function in the body you know, the way your body uses energy, everything from breathing, heart rate, uh, the nervous system, your weight. You know, a lot of times when people are having trouble losing weight, we think thyroid and, you know, it's for good reason, not always the case. Uh, body temperature, you know, think about the people who are always cold, uh, had to turn the heat up, uh, and even on the other side of the factor, uh, and many other functions of the body. A thyroid hormone helps the body use energy, stay warm, keep the brain, heart, muscles, and other organs working as they should. Um, in addition to regulating heat and energy production, it plays a big role in tissue repair and development, stimulates protein synthesis. It increases the utilization of carbohydrates and fats, part of its metabolism role, stimulates appetite and movement, digestion, and food. The reason a lot of people that have low thyroid can actually be constipated. Um, utilization of vitamins and nutrients uh, increases the number of mitochondria in our cells. This is important because, you know, the mitochondria are our cells' little powerhouses to create energy. Um, oftentimes you hear the value of something like coenzyme Q10, which supports that factor. But, you know, thyroid takes an overall major role to this. So that's why we sometimes have to look a little beyond and deeper to find out where imbalances might be. Uh, it regulates sensitivity of muscle and nerve action, blood flow, other hormone excretion, oxygen utilization, and touches upon sexual function as well. So today, what I want to do is give you an overview so you know how the thyroid's created and how it works. And then we're going to delve just a wee bit into the low thyroid or hypothyroidism. In the next episode, we're going to get into diagnosis to talk about the importance of a complete thyroid panel, as well as other cofactors that a lot of people don't realize play a role in how efficient your thyroid works, basically. So the body produces two primary hormones, T3, which is triiodothyronine, and T4, levothyroxine. The thyroid gland is going to trap iodine, okay? And that's why iodine is so important, uh, especially for thyroid health, and combines that iodine with the amino acid tyrosine to form a thyroid hormone. So that's what that is. You got tyrosine and iodine. Now, T4, which would be the levothyroxine, is 90 to 95% of the thyroid gland's production. So the thyroid gland is primarily going to create a T4 molecule, which is the tyrosine with four iodines. 
But what happens then, 80% of the T4 is then converted to T3 in the liver and kidneys. Now I'm gonna, we're gonna get into why this is so important. 20% of T4 is converted to T3 in the gut. So if we just look at this, if there's an issue of liver or kidney impairment um, or even uh, gut health or digestive health, we can have an improper conversion and conversion is critical. Because as you'll learn, T4 is the inactive thyroid hormone, where T3 is like five or six times more active. So that's important. So T3 being the active one, T4 is really best to be considered an inactive pro-hormone. There really are no T4 receptors identified. And the interesting thing of this, when you look at hormonal therapy, like thyroid glandular therapy or thyroid therapy, more times than not, a doctor is only, in a conventional medicine will only be looking for levothyroxine, T4, and testing that. And even if that's low, that's what they'll give people. But they're not going to, they're oftentimes not understanding the importance of T3, which is so much more active. This is actually the T3 is the, the hormone that we have receptors in our body for. Now, a lot of people can have a decreased conversion of this T4 to T3, leaving them in a state of hypothyroidism. So as we get into proper assessment, you're going to realize why it's so much more, it's so important to look beyond T4. We need to focus on what's going on with T3 if we're converting. So in a normal realm, in a normal process, T4 is converted to 50% T3 and 50% RT3, which is reverse T3. Now, if it's not converting to T3, it's going to reverse T3. It's important to understand that. And when you look at these, T3 is like the gas pedal of the car, where reverse T3 is the brakes. So the body actually uses this, and it's an, an, an infinite wisdom, as sort of a checks and balances, per se. Uh, a key thing I like to talk to people about here, a normally functional thyroid gland does not start to decline naturally until 45 to 50 years of age or later. So the focus here is what's bringing down our thyroid glands, what's uh, maybe leading to a decreased production of thyroid hormone, and what is possibly uh, leading to impaired conversion. And why are people noticing that this much younger, in their 20s and 30s, uh, before that? Also a little key factor to remember. A healthy thyroid gland on an average person produces, or an averagely healthy thyroid gland, produces 100 micrograms of T4 and 30 micrograms of T3 daily. Why do I bring this up? Well, if you were on levothyroxine, or Synthroid would be a brand name, um, if you had no thyroid whatsoever, 100 micrograms of Synthroid should be enough of the T4 and then 30 micrograms of a T3. But what happens when we look at levothyroxine therapy or, you know, the Synthroid therapy of the T4 if we're just going that route? When you see someone, one, having needing 100 micrograms or the 0.1, which is one of the most common doses, uh, that would be just replacement in their body. So that definitely signifies that there's a, a mass insufficiency going on. And on the other end, what about when you see people on 125 micrograms, 150, 175, which is truly a hyperphysiological dose? Well, then we've got other issues to look at. We actually might be creating something like thyroid binding globulin, where we're not even getting the thyroid hormones to the cells. And we're going to get into that. So the way the thyroid cascade works, basically our hypothalamus, which is in our brain, um, in its infinite wisdom, it's going to monitor what's going on in the body.
And if it feels a need that our thyroid is low, it's going to release what's known as TRH, thyroid release and hormone. That, uh, that will then react or interact with the pituitary gland, which will then release what's known as TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. And you've probably heard of this if you've had your thyroid tested. Um, it's basically uh, an assessment to see the needs. Shouldn't be used for diagnosis, but it's definitely a good screening tool. At that point, this point, the thyroid is gonna create both the T4 and the T3, and as we mentioned, predominantly the T4 in that case. So what I wanna do right now is just, we're gonna hold off on this one here, but go to our next episode here, and we're gonna get into hypothyroidism what it is, what the symptoms are, and how prevalent it is. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can cruise to the next episode tomorrow, or you'll see it's ready for you right now. Uh, Rob Crest, Root Pharmacist, thanks so much.